don't give something to your mom that you don't want to give because it's not a gift. Step back and really think about how important it is for you to give that. And if you want to give it, you give it. That's the reward is you're giving it, not in the response you get from your mom, not in her appreciation. Now, doesn't mean there's not room for you to give something that your mom would really appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to be thoughtful about it and to see the other person in the gift. That's the second part we're going to talk about is mm-hmm. a gift isn't a gift if it's also not given to the person thoughtfully. Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety, the podcast. I'm Tom Rutledge, and with me is uh, my friend and colleague and uh, Oh, lots of things. Uh, uh, man about town, maybe. Uh, uh, Dr. Alan Berger. Alan, hey. how you doing? <laughs> well, look, today's a special day, isn't it? It, it wasn't it for is. today. You and I wouldn't be doing this podcast. It, it, that's right. This Patrick day, this, be helping us out. We would not exist. We wouldn't exist. And so today <laughs> we are honoring mothers from all four corner, corners of this planet. This is your day, and it's a day for us to sit here and to, first of all, appreciate, you know, all the sacrifices that that you have made. And uh, beginning beginning with making babies. Now, see, of the last few years, I've I've worked I've, oh, through the years I've worked with people who are pregnant, saying, and then you're... having sex with your partner sometimes is a sacrifice. Is that, is that what you just? Said? I'm saying I'm saying the ma- the male <laughs> contribution. My wife might agree with you on that I, one. I, I am. <laughs> it, may, it may be. I'll leave that to the individuals. But but I am saying that the male contribution is minimal uh, until the baby is born. I and, took, and, I, my own team took that a whole. Uh, <laughs> no. No, no, I have. I, God, I gotta I, make love to this guy again. It's like here, oh my, well, a job is a job is a job, you know. You know, I signed on, but it's but but I have worked, and I think it's one of those perspective differences. As I'm older, I just pay attention to different things. But I've worked with some young women through, through the last couple three years with uh, with pregnancy and uh, going through pregnancy and stuff, and and not that I was helping them with pregnancy because I well, I know, but but I was I was I was. Well, getting, it wasn't I, an ethical violation. I, I was no, no. I will. I was getting to witness this. One of the things I noticed about getting older is that that when I'm when I'm 35 and somebody shows wants to show me pictures of their family and stuff, I politely act like I give a shit. You know, when when, when I when I got up into my 50s and then certainly into my 60s, if they don't show me pictures of their family and they have them, I'm kind of offended. I, I want to see the pictures. You know, I actually want to keep up with these people. And so the same thing was true with these pregnancies. I was I was learning what they were learning. Good through that stuff but one of the things that that and this is something i've said even back even i even had this one when i was younger which was i think birthdays should be a celebration of the person born but it should always be a celebration of the mother 
who gave birth because I mean, my God, that very day for each one of us, oh, yeah. I mean, some, some, some births are easier than others, but I, as far as I can tell, it's not, it's, it's not a piece of cake. You know, this is, this, this is a big deal. And plus the fact that they've spent nine months building a baby. That's right. That's right. It's Under construction. <laughs> while the, while the guy was doing whatever he's, whatever he does. Oh, listen, hey, listen, there's, there's no question. It's, it's quite a sacrifice to be a mom. Before we jump, jump into this, Patrick, what do you want to say to your mom today? I want to say, uh, well, I'm seeing her later. I'm excited about that. My girlfriend and I are going over and, uh, I think we're having some kind of barbecue and uh, that uh, I support uh, women's right to choose and have bodily autonomy. And I think that's also a part of loving our mothers. So Amen. in light of recent Amen. events, I'm not being prescri Amen. prescriptive. This is how I feel. And uh, yeah, that's what Amen. I have to say today. Amen. So what do you want to say to your mom specifically? That was to, to women. Oh my God. Well, it was the hardest <laughs> amends that I had to make was to my mom when I, uh, you know, um, started doing the steps and I got sober and she was the one who had to pull me uh, drunk out of many uh, Uber uh, in front of her house and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. take care of me uh, when I was uh, out of my mind uh, at various times of illness. And, uh, you know, she got me through college and, um, you know, taught me how to be kind and all the, all the things that uh, people say they like about me today. I think most of them could be traced to my mom so well and i know too you know in terms of your mom patrick how she's stood by you you know through some very difficult times in your life and she's had an unconditional support for you i mean that's the bottom line i mean she's really been there for you and supported you both emotionally and in whatever other resources were necessary to help you find your way that's really cool because what you're you guys that what Patrick's able to say that about his mom and 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 also with you here, Alan, is there's something special about having a witness. Yeah, you know, it's it, we do many things with each other in the in, it's not just therapy, but in the program we witness each other's lives, yeah. and it's like it's so helpful. Uh, you guys, I can say you guys do that for me. It's like there's things where you just are able to give remind me of a perspective that I tend to, to let go of or lose. And and it's but something like that, especially when you're talking about something historic that has, you know, it, it is. Is this significant to have a witness to that and to be able to speak to that is really amazing. That's great. Yeah, I like your mom already. Uh, she's good people. She's good. Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. You know, and. Um, you know, this is a day for us to step back and to, to really, you know, express our gratitude for what our moms have given us mm -hmm. and even our gratitude for what they haven't. See, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is, is, is appreciation is not just for what you have, but it's for what you don't, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're given everything, then there's nothing, you know, what's, yeah. what's there to strive for in life? There's no, mm -hmm. there's no movement towards something that is necessary you know if you and and i think that's a, a mistake i made thinking my mm -hmm. job is to make my mm -hmm. kids happy no i've decided now mm -hmm. it's to frustrate mm -hmm. them as much as i can so well 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 it's so no it's so, frustration right i can accept that look this is part of the deal it's not about happy it's about learning how to cope with whatever yeah, is happening yeah, in your yeah. life 
So yeah. I have let go of that. But but let me stay on this theme for a minute more, Tom, okay. because I think this is because one of the things we want I wanted to get in today when we started this show, you know, a lot of people are going to be doing things for their moms today. Mm-hmm. And we I want to put this in a context of emotional sobriety and what it means to really give, because that's an important part of our program, right? Is to be of value to those people we love, to express our appreciation, to to operate from a humble position, to be grateful for what we've been, you know, given and stuff like that. Walt Kempler said a very interesting thing when I was training with him, is, is he sees the desire to please is so strong in our consciousness. And he says, I think what happens and of course, this was just a, you know, a thought on his part, a speculation. He goes, I think what happens is that when we are given the gift of life by our mother and father, he says, it is such an enormous gift. How do you repay someone for giving this incredible gift of life that you've done nothing other than shown up in some way, <laughs> you know? in life to have. And he says, he thinks this is unconscious, you know, he thinks Mm -hmm. that this is going down a deep level. But what it does is it, it puts a little too much weight on the side of pleasing. Oh, he 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 sees that as contributing to that, that uh, strong desire to please. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The big time. He says, my God, we come in. He says, it's even built in. It's like, what's one of the first reflexes he says other than the suckling is obviously child needs to to get in nourishment and stuff like that you know from mother or from <laughs> right the first the first the first reflex is we want more it's like <laughs> it's more <laughs> it's actually to breathe right and then yeah yeah, yeah 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 breathe and then eat right sure. we've got to mm-hmm. take it out, as well as for connection i mean those three things show up so fast but mm-hmm. then real quickly it's going to be that little smile mm-hmm you know, yeah. a little smile comes on that face and it's it, man. You know, if you bond to that, you're done for life. You'll mm-hmm. change diapers. You'll, you know, last night, you know, God bless her. Little CC got sick and she threw up several times and, you know, we're loving her and cleaning her up. And each time and, you know, it's it's like, we'll do that. We love her. We're bonded to her. We want to mm-hmm. take care of her. Right. That kind of a thing. But he thought that this that this gratitude we have is so great it tips that scale towards the pleasing side Hmm. and he says that's where it becomes problematic is that we please without integrity we please without doing it out of choice we please out of Hmm. this reactivity to this gratitude and so we end so it's our obligation because yeah. because because yeah, see that's that's the that's the issue with 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 holidays about family is it obligatory or is it by choice it's like and so how many of us go to our families and go to family events because of obligation yeah tom it's right it it makes it creates a sense of obligation it also reinforces this idea that love has to do with sacrifice See, that's an age old, age old thing, right? Is we oh, sacrifice yeah. to show our love, right? Now, before, right, in you know, pagan times, we'd sacrifice people to mm-hmm. show our love for the gods, mm-hmm. right? Our appreciation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, now we sacrifice 
<laughs> our integrity. Now, that, that's I want to say that because that's that's interesting how that so often your stuff when you're talking about this stuff it takes me back to things through the years that I've that I've touched on with people and one of the things that is is sacrifice love equals sacrifice is a big is is a big issue in some of the stuff that I've put together before and one of the things that and you t- tell me if you agree with this because I think this is this, I, the resolution I came to is, as far as teaching about it was. Anybody who's ever been in a loving relationship understands that love includes a willingness to sacrifice, but the equation is where the problem is love equals sacrifice, which means if it's not, if you're not sacrificing, this is where, this is the setup for codependency. If you're not sacrificing, you know, if I'm giving you something, but I'm, but I'm actually benefiting also, if I'm giving you something and I'm not giving anything up, then that's not love. It's like, well, of course, no, it's like, and I may, you know, we, you know, in little ways, we do that all the time is actually in terms of what you were talking about, and you're going to talk about with this is compromise, we do that with each other, you know, we compromise, but, uh, but it's not, but we don't, it's not a requirement of sacrifice. Yeah, and see, I hope what we're going to be able to do, at least to poison that well a little bit for you. Those of you that are listening to, it, and, and to this is what we're doing. We're doing on Mother's Day. We're going to poison the well. The <laughs> and, and we're inviting all the mothers to drink from yeah, the well. That's right. You can count <laughs> on us. We're, we're, we're here to help. I took care of that sacrifice thing, didn't it? Now all the moms are dying at the well. Oh, we're all, we're and we're here to help here at the society. Any way we can. And after after that, after we poison well, we'll give you chicken soup. That's <laughs> talk about that's being right. a psychotic relationship. With that's them. right. That's yeah, we'll, right. We'll hurt you, and then and then and then. Yeah. Soup, right? yeah. Have you have have you met us? It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you know where I'm going with this is that it, it's interesting. You know, you you think about it too, Patrick. Is that some of the greatest pain is is feeling bad that we didn't live up to, you know, some of our parents aspirations for us our hopes for us i mean especially when we're in trouble i mean now you are your mom's very happy with you and what's going on in your life at one point in my life my mom would not have given you a wooden nickel for my chances of becoming something in life mm-hmm. you know in fact she would have bet against it mm-hmm. i mean that's what she would have done mm-hmm. she would she would she would say he's not going to last four rounds so i'll bet on the under i mean you know that's where it would have gone and a part of my pain was the pain of disappointing her so terribly in addition to disappointing myself, but my God, she gave me this gift of life and look at what I'm doing with it. I'm flushing it down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Right. See, so yeah. this stuff becomes very important to talk about because as Tom was saying, I really like what you said, Tom, is this about this idea of sacrifice. If it's a willful sacrifice, it's a choice. And that's a wonderful, beautiful expression of love is to give something to somebody, especially if it's not what you want to give, but that you choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue here that you don't do it out of obligation. You know, as soon as the obligation comes in, it's no longer an act of love. Mm-hmm. It gets all messed up, it gets fused with all of these other ideas of what it means to please someone, even this idea of compromise. You know, it's something I, I'll never forget this one session Walt did with this couple. I learned so much from watching him work with people. I mean, I swear it was that old apprentice model. I probably witnessed him doing maybe 500 therapy sessions. I mean, think about that for a minute. 
I mean, it's like standing in a room with a surgeon watching him perform, mm-hmm. you know, and then halfway through, he starts to say, okay, you take over. Now you, you cut this bladder out or you do that now. And mm-hmm. you do that. I mean, it, it, to me, that, that kind of training, we just don't have much anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, my training program, I still try to do that. I do demonstrations all the time. And like you do too, I've seen you do that. Mm-hmm. And your the training we did, we did yeah. demonstrations. And I mean, oh, we loved, well, that's our, that's our, that's something we have in common. We, our favorite way to teach is through demonstrating. Demonstrating. Yeah because people learn so much, but I'll never forget this one session. He's working with this couple and this guy kept compromising himself. And he looked at him in one say, he says to him, the way you're compromising is a very cheap form of cooperation. <laughs> and a guy I, like looked, that guy I looked at him and says, what are you talking about? He goes, it's a cheap form of cooperation. You've cheapened cooperation. He says, what do you mean? Just because you're not doing it because you want to. Well, but, you know, shouldn't you do something like that? He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, well, what do you mean you shouldn't? I said, I don't think you should do anything that you should do. I think mm-hmm. if you decide you want to do that for her, you do it. But then when you do it because you decide, you can't keep attaching these strings that you attach to it and expect her to appreciate it the way you want her to appreciate it. See, that's the problem with this. As soon as I do it on obligation, not only do I obligate myself, I put a string on you. It's now, a Trojan. I never thought about that as a Trojan horse. You're, you you're getting, you're, 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 put, you're, you're sneaking in a trap. It's yeah. like, absolutely. As, yeah. It's, so it's a projection. You see what I do. If yeah. I obligate myself, I'm going to obligate you. So if I do this wonderful thing for you, Patrick, of course you should be grateful for it. But what if it's not what you want? Then can you say something about it? Well, not if my, obligation to you is that you've got to appreciate it because you have to, because that's because I did this out of obligation. So you better appreciate it. You see, it gets so sticky, so sticky. And what emotional sobriety is, is an unstickiness. (laughs) It it really is. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like that goof off stuff. You put it on gum and you can take it off of a table that it's stuck on, right? Mm-hmm. Emotional yeah. sobriety is goof off. We're going to call it goof off from now on. Mm-hmm. You spray this on your life and you. you man, man after my own heart. <laughs> I, I got so many bottles of goof off and I wonder mm-hmm. why the hell do I have? I hate stickiness. I hate st- those damn little things they put on the back of books with those stickers on it. And you mm-hmm. take the sticker off and it's. Oh, and you, and you become it. obsessed with oh. yeah. <laughs> whoever made goof off. I love you. Yeah. Thank you. You've made my life so much better since I can take that stickiness off. But let me write that down. I don't know about goof off. I'm writing it down now. Goof off. off. But it's a way of it's a way of demonstrating your gratitude more meaningfully. You got it, Patrick. See, you're picking it up. You're getting you're getting. He's also keeping us on track. It's like, (laughs) wow, I know we're off. I'm I'm, I'm trying to. uh, Get a lot out of this as well. <laughs> well, it's it's an important discussion. That's why I wanted to bring this in today. Mm-hmm. This, this area has a lot of confusion and misunderstanding. There's a lot of myths that have been perpetuated, as Tom has written about, as I've mm-hmm. written about. And 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 we're really looking beyond beyond the content of it to the process. See, yeah. that's that's yeah. the work we do here. Is, is that we don't want to take things at face value because at face value, it looks like such a wonderful thing 
to sacrifice yourself for someone. What an act of love and what an act of honoring another person and stuff like that. And it, it can be when it's a choice. It can be when it's a choice, but when it's an obligation, it does create the stickiness. Now you're obligated to appreciate it. So I wanted to throw that idea out in, in to chat with uh, you know our moms about that today and to encourage all of you that are doing things for moms today, you'll be listening to this after Mother's Day, but in the future is don't give something to your mom that you don't want to give because it's not a gift. Step back and really think about how important it is for you to give that. And if you want to give it, you give it. Mm -hmm. And that's the reward is you're giving it, not in the response you get from your mom, not in her appreciation. Now, doesn't mean there's not room for you to give something that your mom would really appreciate, you know, mm -hmm. and, and to be thoughtful about it and to see the other person in the gift. That's the second part we're going to talk about is mm -hmm. a gift isn't a gift if it's also not given to the person thoughtfully. Right. So, you know, if like for Patrick, if I send Patrick mm -hmm. a case of Cuddy Shark for a thank you for being our producer, you know, mm -hmm. you know, is he going to call me up and say, hey, Al, thanks for that case of Cuddy Shark. Hey, yeah, did yeah. you forget I'm sober, dummy? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Maybe that wino, though, that on the corner that I'm always walking by would appreciate it. You know, I could re-gift. He would. But but you see what I'm saying is. You wouldn't feel loved by me <laughs> if I gave you that. You wouldn't feel like correct. You. you know, maybe if I sent you a nice set of headphones, you know, the new Mac Studio. I mean, mm -hmm. now, you look at his eyes open. Yeah, now, yeah, now, 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 I think now you're just being got a cruel. clue on what Patrick wants for Christmas. Uh, hey, mom, Mac Studio, Mac yeah, Studio. Yeah. But let, let me give a let me give an example before we go on to the second part. Let me give an example that I think and, I, and I'm putting this out to you, Alan, to see if this if this is fits, because I think because one of the things I, that, that I think that I, that I used to get what I was confused about uh, was when when the idea of don't do it if you don't want to do it is I, I would confuse that in the past with is this something I really want to do? OK. And, and so here's my example. My my wife, Dee, Dee is uh, grew up on horseback. I mean, horses are her uh, animals are her life, but she's but her, her horses are a big, big deal. And so, uh, you know, and, and and I was phobic of horses when I, we got together. I didn't tell her because I wanted to be a big man and didn't want to know that. But I'd done thrown off a horse as a kid and I was scared shitless of horses. Uh, so um, there's funny stories about that. I can tell some other time. But but, you know, got past that, got a wonderful horse that taught me how to how to ride. And my, my definition of riding is that of John Wayne, which is keeping a keeping a horse between me and the ground. And and uh, it, it was, I think, closest I can say to I have a rider. But what I learned was Didi would ask Didi would ask on, on, a, on a weekends, you want you want to ride? And, and it's like, I like a horse. I, I love horses. I like riding. Is I, we go to Colorado, right? So, but it's like, it's, there's, there's never a moment in my life where I, I wake up and say, I want to ride a horse. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not in my soul. It's like, so one of the things I would, I would do is very often I would say no to her about that because I was working on in my process of, and then I real, then I got, I'm just going to fast forward to the, to the resolution. Then I realized it's like, there are some things that she asked, she might ask me to do, or somebody might ask me to do that I really don't want to do. You know, do you want to, do you want to go to do this thing? No, I do not want to do that. And those are the things I need to be able to stand up and say that. What I realized is, and I made a new policy, which was 
is if I have any reason I really don't want to ride, if I have an actual reason, then, then I will say no. If I feel neutral, which is what I felt most of the time, which is what, you know, then I'm going to rather than say burden her with that and say, oh, I feel neutral. What are you going to help me? I just would say yes. And so and that was that became my choice. And see, that way I didn't I, there, it relieved me of respond of, of any kind of of uh, residual uh, resentment. You know, oh, I didn't want to ride, you know, because the truth is I had a new definition for choice. I'm OK with doing this. So I want to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, uh, let me expand on this. So look. OK. OK. Another possible. So I like look that you see this mm-hmm. is a process. You're evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you, you you didn't like the fact that you were just a no. So you saw mm-hmm. you saw that as being in some way an obstruction in the relationship. Right. She was coming to you. I, right. I saw and I saw no real. Re, I didn't really have a reason for no. Well, I just didn't have, have a, I didn't have a reason for yes is what it was. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. But, right. Right. But your no came out instead mm-hmm. of saying, hold on, let me see if I can get the yes. See, mm-hmm. that's the, that was the difference. See, it was important mm-hmm. for you in holding on to yourself at that point in time mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to just be the no, just like mm-hmm. a two year old. Right. Is, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. But I need to know I can do that. Yeah. You know, you can do that. It's it, it's OK. You know, mm-hmm. no is a very important part of our language. You and I say all the time, if you can't mm-hmm. say a real no, you can't say a real yes. Okay. I mean, and you can't and you can't trust a no from somebody. I mean, you can't trust a yes from somebody who won't tell you no. Won't tell you yeah. no. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a very, very. See, that's why when you look at process, you go beyond the obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. You go beyond mm-hmm. what the content is about. So, so another possibility would be say, wow, right now I'm not moved to do that, but I, you know, I, what I am moved by is you want to do something with me. Mm -hmm. Tell me what Mm -hmm. makes that important, Mm -hmm. you know, for you to ride the horses, to do something together, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get to wanting to do it with you. Mm -hmm. But what I want to recognize is I appreciate you come to me as your partner Mm -hmm. for, for connection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? See, recognizing what is, and mm-hmm. then putting it in the context becomes an important. Got part. Yeah, got that's, it. That's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. Sometimes, like when Jess does that with me, and she says something, and my first thought is a no. I might not even say the no, like you stopped. I think that mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. because sometimes that no might create a wall that you don't want to have there. So right. I'll say, hey, you know, can you tell me what makes that important to you? You know, mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to understand that a little bit more. I'll ask for more information. Mm-hmm. And then look, there's times when she'll say something about it. I'll say, you know, God, that's that's great. I'd love to cooperate with that. And then I do it from such a different energy. Yeah. You know, before when I would do stuff and I didn't want to, I was no fun. You know, I'd complain. Oh my God! Look at the traffic, or you know, you know. Well, like, that's their that's their resentment stuff. I was talking about. It's like we <laughs> we lay that on them, and it's like they, all they did was ask a question. Yeah, it's like that's right. Yeah. We're making pay because we because we gave ourselves up, right? We sacrificed. Right, we, right. That's a, that's a great way to say it, Alan. It's like I'm going to make you pay for this question you asked me because I didn't I didn't do a I did a shit job of taking care of myself after you asked the question. So you're going to be sorry. How dare you put? 
me in that dilemma and expose my you, weakness. You, you'll be sorry. <laughs> you'll be sorry for exposing that one. You'll right. never ask me to do anything. Well, again. and that's what that's one of those things. If you follow it to, to its, I mean, it's just how irrational a lot of this stuff is. Relationship is that you follow it to its logical conclusion, and and if you and in some cases this actually becomes true, which is what what does the other person learn? They they learn they learn to stop asking you questions. And do you they, want they, 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 they don't they stop inviting you because because even that's if you right. say even if you're going if 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 afterwards the the after effect is is this grumpy guy it's like uh, even if they don't even know it consciously that's connected to that it's like what's going to happen they're going to stop wanting to do that why would you yeah. keep throwing the bucket in mm-hmm. that well if all you yeah pull yeah that's sand? right rocks mm-hmm. right i mean right, right not interested so you're right on with that yeah, See, yeah. okay i hope yeah. what you, everybody's doing is you're starting to get thoughtful hey what's going on here with me what's what's happening what am i truly doing so the first part of this is and i'm so glad we're having this discussion today mm-hmm. moms we love you mm-hmm. you know we're doing this because we want to create a better atmosphere in your family and your life that's what Tom and I and Patrick are really, really dedicated to, is that this this podcast and the Tom, the work we've been doing for the last few years is to try to give something to people that can help them forge a better life, you know, especially during these difficult times, difficult times in terms of the COVID, difficult times politically, with all the division that we have going on, with all the, the, the conflict that's brewing, and difficult times, look at the war in Russia right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my God, my heart goes out to those moms today and what there's what they've suffered and lost children in this or the children that have lost their mothers and they're not there to celebrate with. I mean, my God, you know, yeah. it's difficult times and we've really wanted, you know, this podcast was born out of our desire to try to make some kind of a difference, how slight it might be, mm-hmm. you know, in helping people find their way through these times, mm-hmm. Tom. So listen, that was my gratitude to you, to mm-hmm. Tom and, and you, thank Patrick, you. for for helping do this, because this is important to me. And I know it's important to both of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back at back at both of you. Yeah. Tom, is your mom still around? I uh, know. You know, my mom died uh, in 2003, a long time ago now. Did you get a chance to express uh, your gratitude? Uh, no, it, no. My, my, I come from a, I come from a very, dis, I call it a, a very disintegrated family. It's like I didn't, I didn't talk to my mom in the last uh, many years of her life. Uh, so no, my, my, my family story is, is, is not, is not one of, uh, of resolution and completion at all. I feel you. I, uh, my girlfriend does uh, on the outs with her mom and, uh, we hang out with mine. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, everybody's different, um, different, uh, configurations of, you know, love. Well, and- yeah. And I, and I appreciate it. The fact is people, people and, and maybe this is, maybe this is a little, little sideways for, for a mother's day thing, but I was, you know, uh, one of the things I knew that, you know, in, the, in, when my mom was still alive, I mean, there were a lot of people who could, who could come up with some, and I'm not saying I don't have some regrets and I don't, I couldn't do things differently, but, but it was, it was pretty amazing how, how, how fast people could, could just hear just that I wasn't in contact with my mom and, and lay a bunch of judgment on me. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, so to your, to your girlfriend, I would say, say like, you know, it ain't, it ain't just about us. It's, you know, it's, well, it's I, not, I appreciate that Tom, because that brings up the other side of this. Is we're also there's plenty of you 
that have had experiences and there's not a lot to be grateful for right. in terms of the kind of parenting and upbringing you've had. Mm-hmm. If you've had a, an alcoholic mother, a mother with drug problem, if you've had a mother with mental illness and she was severely abusive, both you know mentally and physically, mm-hmm. or if you've had a mo- narcissistic mom, you have a lot of pain and it's hard to find mm-hmm. anything in the world to be grateful for. So we don't, mm-hmm. I hope, you know, and I really appreciate you saying that, Tom, we're not laying, I'm not laying a guilt trip on you. You mm-hmm. have a right to whatever you feel and you came to it legitimately. There's no question about it. You know, I'm talking about this other side of the coin, but there's always two sides. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing, I appreciate something you brought up there too, is the only thing I would want people to know who might, who might, who might be share more of my kind of story is, is it, it's not, it doesn't have to be an all or none thing. It's because when we say, when I say that, one of the things that goes off in my head is, is just like, no, I, I, there are many things that, you know, when, when Patrick asked the question, did I have a chance to express my gratitude? It, it the, I mean, on, on the upside for, at least for me anyway, is, is there, the, the, uh, the first voice that spoke in my committee was not, I had nothing to be grateful for because I, I have a lot to be grateful for with my mom. My mom, there was a lot, there were a lot of, there was a lot of good things in my relationship earlier on with my mom that I, that I, you know, and I, and, you know, and sometimes timing, timing sucks because the older I get, the more I can look back and see that stuff and, and see that. And I practice and and I and I'll say this one out loud for myself and for other people too. never, never judge an earlier version of yourself by, by who you are today. Because it's it's like don't use yourself in the present moment as the standard of measure because that's a way of beating ourselves up. If if, if you look back and sure we can look back and learn and say I wish I had done that differently, but we don't need to drop that shame anchor and 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 do that. It's it's like uh, so there's there's a combo there. It's like there's a lot there is gratitude and I can you know and I'm a, you know I, one of my lines about people who have died is I'll say people die relationships don't so so and I don't know what I don't know how the universe works but that for me, you know, and I don't know whether my, whether there's a a part of my mom can receive it or not, but I can still talk to her. I can still, you know, I, I, I keep a lot, I have, I have, I have several relationships ongoing that are, that are with people who are no longer here on the, I'll tell people, you know, people die, relationships don't, when, when people die, it does in fact change your relationship drastically. (laughs) You know, there is, there is some difference, but it's, it's so, I've run into people so often. Often, and a lot of times it's, it does fit here because it is often with parents is that they'll they'll feel like they need it they, that, that the relationship has to be over and, and that they have to stop talking I have a I have a client right now whose mom died recently and and a lot of good stuff had happened before that happened before she died but there's still work to do and one of the things that she and I were talking about is we don't have to stop doing sessions you know with your mom you know we'll she, you know we'll we'll still we'll do this until you feel clear of this. So I want people to know it can be a really mixed bag and everybody, everybody's unique and different. Yeah. Well, now back to the other thing is that we said in the beginning of this talk is look, emotional sobriety is appreciation. What is, and Mm -hmm. also appreciating what isn't. Yeah. Right. So we're really talking about both sides of this coin. And I, you know, there was a, you know, my experience, you know, I love my mom, but like you said, Tom, it wasn't, she wasn't a perfect mom. She had her mm-hmm. pain and she had her trauma that she had to deal with. And it, if, it had a major impact and affect 
on how she functioned as a parent. Mm-hmm. You know? And I had, I would, there was a lot of pain in my relationship with her for a long time. And mm-hmm. um, I remember it, it was about three or four years before she passed away. And I had maybe a good 20 years or something like that in a program at that point in time. And I remember she was out for Christmas dinner because my dad died the day after. And, you know, I looked at her one day and I says, God, you know, I realized you and I never talked about daddy's death as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I go, I'd like to share with you what that meant for me. And I started to tell her, you know, how much, you know, how much pain I was in. I couldn't handle it. I saw her grieving all the time. I didn't feel there was room for me to come to her mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she goes, oh, my goodness. She goes, uh, she goes, all these years, I thought you were mad at me for your dad's death, that somehow it was my fault. Mm. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I was mad at you for how you dealt with it. I wasn't mad at you mm-hmm. for, you know, I wasn't laughing when I said I, it. Right. I, I've been mad at you because I needed you and you weren't there. Yeah. Weren't there. yeah. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, after that talk, I put my arms around her and hugged her and she surrendered to the hug, which, Mm. you know, if you knew my mom, she's a very Mm. loving person, but because of being put in an orphanage at a very early age, um, St. Anthony's orphanage in uh, New New Jersey, she was cold. She had -hmm. trouble being close to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loved people. She loved connection. I mean, she mm-hmm. talked with you for hours, but she just wouldn't let herself into the, into mm-hmm. the, into mm-hmm. the body experience of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that moment I felt close to her and I'm forever grateful for just mm-hmm. it, maybe a 10 minute experience or whatever, right. but it really meant so much to me. Um, and, uh, and those kind of physical memories go, they, they stay with you physically. Oh, I can feel it's it like, yeah, right? yeah. I can tell, I can tell by watching you that you, yeah. you get to, you go, it's, it's, it's amazing how, you know, one of the things that, that somebody told me a long time ago that I pass along to people when they, and very often when they're dealing with dying parents is, is just physical touch is wherever you, wherever you have, even, even if your relationship with that person has not really done that, but, you know, be respectful, but just even sometimes just a physical touch. And, and what I always tell people is memorize it, you know, it's like, cause I have, you know, I have a part where I did that with my with my dad at one point where I just it's somebody because somebody had told me and when you did when you said that about your mom I realized I mean talk about living in the present moment and and, and how emotions and this kind of this kind of experience it's not just beyond emotion but this kind of experience always lives in the present moment so when you tell it you're right back there that's right right back there I could feel yeah it. I could feel it and look this is this is the other part of this that, that I think is so important in terms of, I, I lo- love how organic these conversations are because mm-hmm. we, we never script this stuff, right? We just flow. No. This is our improvisation. <laughs> this is yeah. Sunday afternoon improv. Mm-hmm. Appreciating what isn't just as well as appreciating what is becomes two important things. So the way I think about it here, all of the things that my mom wasn't for me, helped shape who I am today mm-hmm. because of how I've worked with those things. So had any of those things been different, the Allen Berger yeah. you with today wouldn't be Allen Berger. I'd be an yeah. Allen Berger, but I'd be some different 
variation of this. And right. now, and this is the important thing, and, and I hope people can hear this, no matter what you've suffered, and we know that a lot of you have suffered some terrible things, no matter what you've suffered, if you really, really work with it, and I mean really chew it up and digest it and scream the screams you never screamed or cry the tears you mm-hmm, never cried, mm-hmm. you know, beat the, the pillow you never beat. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. if you let yourself do all those things, you will start to integrate that experience and grow from it. That's why mm-hmm. they talk about post-traumatic growth today, you know, mm-hmm. is that we have the ability. This is what's remarkable about us as a human, as a species, mm-hmm. we have the ability to take horrific experiences and to be able to extract from that experience something that can help us become what we can be. Mm-hmm. It's a remarkable thing, man. It's, it's something that keeps me coming back as a therapist and mm-hmm. love, love to sit down with people. Like you said, mm-hmm. I remember that one time you said, I, this guy's sitting there suffering and all of a sudden inside I'm smiling. I go, I know the journey he's about mm-hmm, to take. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. He, de- he doesn't know yet, but this is going to be good. And yeah. We know that. And now at certain points, mm-hmm. you don't know that. You know, mm-hmm. I can look back now with a 50-year perspective and see things very different mm-hmm. than when I had two years from it, mm-hmm. five years from it, 10 years mm-hmm. from it. And, and this is one of the things my sponsor, Tom, told me. He says, Alan, quit judging your life on a daily basis. No kidding. He goes, if no God, he's going to judge you at the end of your life. Not now, mm-hmm. not now. Mm-hmm. See where this journey goes for you, man, before you right. keep judging yourself. Worry about trying to do the best you can do today. Well, okay. yesterday I uh, went to Tom's intrapersonal workshop. And um, if for nothing else, mm-hmm. these types of workshops are good reminders that we never stopped growing. There was an individual who was in their 80s, maybe even older, uh, in the workshop yesterday and still mm-hmm. making leaps and bounds in terms of their emotional mm-hmm. emotional sobriety. You could still be learning things at a ripe old age. So. Well, we get to where we wouldn't have it any other way. See, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing. I think one of the things we do when we start this process is we think, because this is kind of our cultural way of thinking about it, we, 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 something's going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's like, you know, I mean, to me, one of the things that, you know, that, we, that we've talked about and that I've written about, about reco- the word recovery, is the word recovery to me is, is synonymous with life. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a law, it's an ongoing process. It's like, it's not like, oh, now I am, and now I have, I have completed my recovery. It's like, you know, I can't have, you know, I'm up as far as I know, I'm fairly up to date, but I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day, you know? And uh, yeah. So, uh, and I appreciate you being in in the the workshop yesterday uh, that we had a good time. But let me let me just say one more thing, because you something you're saying too, Alan, that I really appreciate. And I have a, diff, a bit of a it's not it's not a di- not a difference from you, but a different take on the words when you say because and this kind of takes us back to the celebration of, of, of good parenting. I don't have kids and and uh, but um, and now I realize the reason I should have had kids is because I'm going to need people to take care of me because I'm old. And, and I realized I didn't realize that at the time. And then I also need young, young, I need grandkids right now to help me with technology. I don't have that. So is there, it's all coming clear to me, but I, but I, but I will say I have witnessed through this one of the, one of the wonderful gratitudes I have of, of working with people for all these years is witnessing people be parents. I mean, one of, one of the greatest 
compliments, and I'm sure you've had this too. One of the greatest compliments that I can say I've ever gotten or on multiple occasions where people I worked with when I was younger and they were younger, worked with in therapy, and then later sent, referred their adult children to me for therapy. It's like, there is no greater compliment than, than that. It's like that, that a parent would trust me with their child, you know, after, after they had spent that time with me. So I, I can appreciate that. But one of the things I have just that I have put together for myself is that good, that good parents and you, and you're, and you're a parent. So you tell me if this fits for you, because I think and I'm not saying anybody does it perfectly, but good parents are always in a simultaneous state of celebration and grief. They're celebrating whatever the child is moving into, the new the new phase, the new development, and they're grieving the fact that that little one or this this thing, this part of that child will never be there again. It's like, you know, the, the no longer, no longer, you know, you know, no longer the toddler. Now this, now this, and all, and all the way up to their whole, their whole, their whole life. And that the good parent does a really good job with having a good support system for themselves so that they can, with the child, for the most part, what they do is they share the celebration and they take full responsibility and work on the grief themselves. And, you know, and I grew up in a world where it was turned around and the grief was put on the kids. And it's, and so, uh, but I see that and it looks so wonderful to watch people who can, who can do both of those things. Well, and I see you as that. that, I see you as that kind of parent. Well, it's funny you say that. So last night, so our, our, you know, I have three daughters and a son mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two are adults. Um, my, um, littlest is four years old, Cecilia. Mm-hmm. And so last night I'm out watching the Canelo fight, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ready and jess comes out and she's shaking her head she goes you won't believe what cc's sitting in the other room doing i go what mm-hmm. she's cutting her own nails she goes i go what she goes she's cutting her own nails i looked at her and said where did you learn that she goes to preschool they taught me how to cut my own nails she was so proud of herself, her little individuality and, yes. and stuff. And Jess said, she goes, she's growing up. <laughs> there was mm-hmm. the, there That's was it. The, That's it. Mm-hmm. That was the grief. Mm-hmm. And then the other side was mm-hmm. she's growing up. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it was the two things. She's not going to need me to cut her nails anymore. That's right. That's right. But she's not going to need right. me to cut her nails That's right. It, it was exactly what right. Oh, that's great. That's I love that. Thank you. Moment about what mm-hmm. you just said, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other thing she walked out, Cece's a pretty smart little kid. You know, mm-hmm. she comes out, she goes, Alan, Cece just used the word literal in the right context. How does she know what the word literal means? Well, most adults I know do not literally do not know. It's like <laughs> literally. I literally lost my cat or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I literally, I literally lost my uh, shit. That's what we say. It's like, I literally lost my shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she used it. So what is she? Do we know what she said? That I was remember in the, the context. Of okay, it. okay. I, I just, I love that thing. And, and Jess said, and it was, it was right. I mean, it was the proper use of the word literal. And I'm going, <laughs> my God, I don't think I used that word properly until my 40s. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> no, it but makes it, it makes it makes me think of that. Had the same reaction again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that sad? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's yeah. It is to appreciate that side is because we, like you said, Tom. It's no matter what. There's there there is. It takes some work to see both sides, but both sides are present. But see, the cool thing I love I love about uh, I mean. And this is, you know, everybody's going to have, you know, it's, it's unique, but it's like, like in, in that, in those stories uh, that you and Jess have each other, it's like, that's one of the things, and it's not the only way you can have support beyond just your spouse with, with parenting, or you need to have that extra support, you need depth on the bench. But, but the idea is, you know, it, that's, I also see that with, with people who are parenting together is that that is where you can process that grief. I mean, that's, that's not, you know, that's, that's daily, just little pieces of stuff. That's not a heavy duty grief. You don't go, you don't have to go to therapy to, to, to deal with her cutting her fingernails because you're having d- in deep grief. It's like, but you do need to acknowledge it as you go along. And, and that's, and, and it's a natural, see for you guys, it's a natural way to deal with it is just, and you're in that moment sharing both the celebration and the well, grief. See, that's the other part when you were saying that, that is, you know, if, if you are fortunate enough to have a pretty good connection with your partner, that is the person you're going to get that immediate support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I, and just think about all of the ways that, that both of us, she could have, you know, turned that into not something to grieve and celebrate, but something that would now be an obstruction to CC's development. So if she mm-hmm, would have said, mm-hmm. oh, you're too young to cut your nails. You can't mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. So here's first thing. Her anxiety comes mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. shuts her down, mm-hmm. and imparts with her, you're not capable of doing things you think you're capable of doing. So Got all it. of a sudden, her self-confidence, self-esteem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, a, there's an injury to it, right? Mm-hmm. Unintentionally, she's trying to be a careful mom. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing, but see, this mm-hmm. is where our anxiety comes into play, yeah. Yeah. and now sends the wrong message. I could have said, "Why are you letting her cut your her nails?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have done it. I could have dumped my anxiety mm-hmm. on Jess, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then pressured her to go in mm-hmm. and and dump it on Cece. Mm-hmm. Now, if she would have been healthy, and I would have done that, she said. Mm-hmm. Grow up, Alan. I mean, mm-hmm. deal with your anxiety. <laughs> Don't put it on your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if that would have been a good partner, right? That's mm-hmm. stuff yeah, like right, that. Right. It's, so the, in, we'll get into this because we're going to mm-hmm. at one point talk about emotional sobriety and parenting and and mm-hmm. we'll get into more about relationships. But I, I, I think this has been a great discussion today. So just with one more thought. So Walt used to say that in a healthy relationship, with your partner that you don't give what you can't give with an open hand. We've been talking a lot about that. I like it. Choose to give it. And when you give it, you're done with it. Try to be thoughtful of giving somebody something they really want so that they can appreciate it and not appreciate you, but they can appreciate the gift, that kind of thing. And once you give it, you've given it that your reward comes in the fact that you wanted to do that as an expression of your love. And so it's complete for you. If you get something on top of that, that's great. The second part of it is, is don't accept things people give you that they give begrudgingly or out of obligation or without an open hand. That's mm-hmm. the second part of being a good partner is to discourage your partner from giving you something mm-hmm. they don't want to give. You know, so if you can sense, hey, I'd like you to do this and they don't want to say, please, how you feel is more important than me getting what I want. 
And that, that takes some maturity because uh, mm-hmm. getting what I wanted became so damn important most of my mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. is. I'm not, you know, I won't. Right, right. Plan. But it's different. I'm more balanced today, thank God. 70, mm-hmm. I've learned a few things along the way. So mm-hmm. a little bit more balanced. Um, then the third thing is, is when you do turn to your partner for something you want, and this is so incredibly important, take the time, if it's not available, to appreciate what is. So if I go to Patrick and I say, hey, Patrick, God, I'm, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that, you got time to come over and help me. And he goes, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I get to say I'm disappointed, but I can also say to Patrick, thanks for being honest with me and not feeling like you have to just do it because I've asked you. Now I can trust if you say, yes, you really mean it. It's back to yep. what you said, Tom. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. a gift. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. And we need to pay attention to this in our relationships. Yep. Amen. Amen, brother. All right. So next week on to marriage. Yeah, yeah well, back back to marriage. We started that last time. I, th- we, right I like the fact that we have some. Uh, well, and, and isn't that going to be the case? Hopefully, always is uh, back to marriage. But it's it's yeah. We wanted to, we wanted to talk more about marriage and emotional sobriety, and it's, and, it's, and we uh, want to get into betrayal in marriage, how to deal mm-hmm. with that. There's a lot of good topics coming down the road. Tom, tell yep. people about this workshop that you're going to do on June 11th. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, I start saying it's the same workshop we just did yesterday, but as you know, and we all know, they're never the same because uh, they're organic workshops, but it's, it's called the intrapersonal improv. And I think I can describe it better. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a three hour of uh, zoom workshop. And if anybody's interested, all they have to do is email me. Uh, my email address will be in the, in the show notes, uh, and just ask about it. And it's on uh, Saturday, June 11th from on uh, Pacific time It's 10 AM to 1 PM. And it's, uh, so if, if anybody's interested, uh, if you want to just know some more information or even email me and just ask some questions, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Then on June 26th. Um, come out to Lambertville, New Jersey. Tom and I are doing an all-day workshop on emotional sobriety, uh, the path to finding um, inner peace. Harmony Hollow has some list of hotels that are nearby and stuff like that. And, and I think we have some people that are coming in maybe a day early for that Saturday to, to, to get to, and we may be getting together with some folks, but so I, I hope, I hope, I, yeah, I hope that, I hope that some of the listeners of the podcast will come out. I would love to, I, I love the idea of, people who are already, because I feel like we're in relationship with those people. We just don't know each other. Hey, this is all about creating community. And what Mm -hmm. Tom and I want to do is build a real strong emotional sobriety community. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we really believe in this stuff that we're talking about and we, uh, you just hear it on Thursday night, the way it's changed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lives. Wonderful. Come on out to hang out with us for that day. Peace out, man. Tend your life. Tend your myth Cultivate your narrative With whomever you're with Then with glass in hand And children on one knee Bring some stories Bring your stories Back to me It ain't a crime To be a human Never be ashamed To be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends And 
Till it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me Thank you.